Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to Who Asked You, the podcast absolutely nobody asked for, but we are going to provide. My name is Caleb LaChapelle, and I'm joined by my co-host, Ross Parker, and continuing to fill in the third chair, certified friend of the pod, Louis Bataro. How's it going, boys? What have we been up to? Just uh, living the dream, you know, coaching... uh... Fifth and sixth grade Pop Warner football. I was just telling Caleb before we jumped on that um, the team of of kids that I've been coaching for the last seven weeks of regular season, plus the week of the Jamboree and, uh, uh, gosh, multiple weeks of double, you know, those August camp, you know, types of things. So we are 7-0 and in regular season, winning our league, uh, beating up on mighty sweet home Lebanon, the Albanese, you know, you know how it goes um central up in independence oregon and so now we're going to show out saturday night against henley from down by k falls we're going to be playing at research stadium 7 p.m under the lights in what is called the big smash the big Apparently there's smash. Merch, merch to purchase i'm not going to but you know um i feel like you ought to get a free t-shirt for seven and oh I think so. I think I should get a lot of, you know, I have no kid playing and I've been going to practice. I just missed uh, tonight's Monday Night Football Bears uh, destroying the Patriots. Yep. Steaming off Belichick from passing Papa Bear Hallis by one more week. Um, and I missed that because we had an extra practice for, for the big smash. Hey, under the lights in Reeser. Still dope. For fifth and sixth graders, hell yes. So that's cool. awesome. That's, that's so such cool. a cool experience. Unfortunate yep. for uh, everyone else involved, but hey, for the love of the game. That's right. That's right. So, Ross, what have you been up to? I'm I'm getting to that point of life where like I hear Louie talking about all that cool stuff. I'm like, damn it, that's awesome. Yeah, that's really really cool stuff. Um, it's been a slower week content consumption wise because my days have been spent mostly with being absorbed with postseason baseball a lot of postseason baseball which isn't a bad problem to have i've also been working through some more house of dragons i got through episode six of andor okay we're through the second arc Mm -hmm. you're essentially caught up at this point i'm pretty well caught up i think with andor um but let's see uh yeah my, my uh, for once, my Friday and Saturday nights were actually busy, so I didn't watch a ton of stuff, but a lot of postseason baseball. Oh, and Formula was One a, race. Was that a return to the humble brag right there? What? Shout out to the humble brag era of the show. That just reminded me <laughs> of uh, the humble brag era of Alex uh, updates at the end. Oh, <clears throat> Alex humble brags. Alex humble brags. I mean, that almost is kind of a humble brag considering I don't get out of the house very often. Um, <laughs> No, and then also last thing to top it all off, Formula One was in uh, United States. They were in Texas this past weekend uh, racing, so it was nice to be able to watch a race and not wake up at three in the morning. Not a uh, not have to completely wreck the rest of your day because of it. Yeah, exactly. My day was already ruined because my Saturday night. Ah, that'll do it. Um, nice. I um, 
both of you missed on the biggest uh, piece of content this week, and that is Midnight's by Taylor Swift, the newest oh, album. Oh, music. Did you have a music? Uh, I, I got two. I got two. Oh, Sorry, I totally it. blanked on music. Uh, Caleb, you and I have talked about the 1975's new album. Yes. Very solid. And then Noah Kahn. Noah Kahn dropped a new album, Stitch Season, and it's excellent. Incredible album. Very, very good album. Excellent. Um, I think probably a better album than Midnight's. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's an incredible album. I don't want to talk shit about Midnight's, but Mm. I I think Six Seasons up there with some of my favorite albums of this year. I absolutely agree. I also, if you noticed, I when shared it on my Instagram a few days after Midnight came out, so I knew there was going to be the mad rush of the Taylor Swift going on Instagram. So I waited a little bit to talk about that album. It's a very, Midnight's very, very good. Not, not, my favorite Taylor album, but uh, definitely in the uh, upper echelon there. Okay. Um, very different. Another kind of evolution album from Taylor. I was kind of expecting another kind of folk album, but I was pleasantly surprised that it wasn't. Uh, not that I dislike. I think Folklore is her best album. But anyway, uh, what else did I do? I watched the Yankees get their fucking socks blown off uh, four games in a row. That was super enjoyable for me. Um. I watched the first episode of Drive to Survive, Ross. We made a deal. I said that I would watch at least the first episode. I did. I tried to go back for episode two. I couldn't get through episode two. I'm not going to lie. I don't think it's a bad show. I just think I'm not super invested in it. So we'll see. You told told me I have to get to episode four, right? Episode four was where you said it took off for you. And what's nice is that because it's a sports show, yeah. You could theoretically jump ahead. It's not the end. It's not like you're breaking a narrative dialogue. F1, it, F1 runs a bit more linearly story drama wise compared to other sports, but you could jump ahead and check out. I think it's Monaco was yeah. the race that I, that was my favorite episode. Gotcha. Okay. I might jump ahead. We'll see. Um, the last bit, I started watching, uh, or second to last bit, I started watching She-Hulk. I watched the first episode of that, enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, very fun, low, I, I mean, I'm going in with lower expectations than a lot of things, um, but I had, a, I had a really good time. And then Lego Star Wars. Um, that game, the new, the Sky, uh, Skywalker saga, came out while I was gone this summer at camp. I just came around to it, it was on sale on Steam. I had so much fun with it. I, I, I just burned through the nine movies um, so that I could go back and play all of them as absurd characters. I played the entirety of A New Hope as Max Rebo yesterday. Um, that was super good. Because he has so many... What's his, what's his superpower? Is he blow? Oh, he, had, he doesn't have one. No, I just thought it would be really, really funny to, okay. to, blow, up, to blow up the Death Star with Max Rebo. Okay. I, thought, I thought that would be really enjoyable, and it was. It absolutely was. Um, I, uh, and that's it. That's pretty much all I did this week um, outside of regular school life stuff that's boring to talk about. Adulting. Adulting. Um, you guys want to talk about some playoff baseball? We kind of got into it, inched around it a little bit. My favorite part of this last week was the Yankees losing four straight games to the Houston Astros. I don't love rooting for the Astros, but I do love rooting for the Yankees to lose. So I've come around to this way, and this this is how I mindsetted 
over last week, I was thinking about it with the final four teams of who they were. And I was like, okay, if the Padres win, that's kind of cool because the Padres have never won. And and I'm and I'm in the well, you Darvish is a good dude, so I would root for him. And you know, so the Phillies won, so I'm you know, team Kyle Schwarber. Same if the Yankees had to go back to the World Series, I'm team Anthony Rizzo. Okay. The Astros piece for me, and this is underrated, I think I'm if Dusty Baker can come away with a ring, and Dusty was not part of those 2017 Astros. He was not the cheater. He's the professional who came in to try to clean up their dog shit. So if that's the outcome that has to be and they have to win it, the upside for me is that Dusty Baker, professional baseball man, um, who's like a damn zealot for the, you know, I mean, he sat there. He was Bond's manager when they went to the series. He he was playing the night that Henry Aaron hit, you know, past Babe Ruth. He has seen all, he's been all, he's friends, you know, with Willie Mays, everybody. So I can't hate Dusty Baker winning yeah. the ring. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. Louie hit it about nail on the head for everything. Dusty Baker is probably the biggest redeeming piece for the Astros. Again, I have nothing against Dusty. He, it's like Louie said, if there's a guy that do, it's Dusty. It's, the rest of the Astros, I don't care for. I'm not fans of the guys that were a part of that team. Um, and outside, again, I would have been cool with Phillies or at, uh, Padres. For me on the Yankees side, I mentioned on the pod before, Aaron Judge grew up, played baseball here in Linden, 20, 30 minutes from me. So Aaron Judge is a local kid for me. I know, Caleb, you're not liking to hear that. But, hey, he's probably not going to be playing in pinstripes next year, so get over it. Yeah, he's coming down the road. He's going to the Dodgers. Staying in the division, baby. He's going to the Giants, baby. He's coming home. I will actually be upset if he continues to wear that fucking number. I'm not going to lie. I'm That's, still going to be upset about it. I don't know what it is. Players wearing like 64 or 70 or 80 or 90. It's a hideous number. It's gross. I don't know, he looks like a defensive end, so you know it could pass. Well, that, That's true as well. Um, fun fact. I don't know. I It's circled around the interweb this past week. The... Phillies have won the World Series twice in their history, once in 2008 and once in 1980, both times shortly after the Phillies won, the, the, uh, the, we had suffered a worldwide recession. So not continuing great... that the last, I think it was like the last four or five times that the, uh, that Philly professional sports teams have won a title. There has been like a significant crash in the stock market in the following week considering the state of everything that's not a great trend no certainly not also i i don't i don't know if the city of philadelphia physically can stand up to the potential for chaos that is happening right now that is brewing in that city with all the sports teams doing well dude phillies in the world series the eagles are undefeated 76ers just started penguins are getting after it no no. is it pen flyers philadelphia Flyers. flyers my bad I mean, Again, after it. it was bedlam in the streets last night, and they just made it to the World Series. They just won the NL pennant, and it was bedlam. Philly, don't worry about the Sixers; they suck. Well, yeah, they're terrible, but yeah. I mean, they're there gonna, was, but they're gonna. I saw they're gonna fire of, Doc Rivers, and they'll be all right. True, I saw videos of police officers on duty in uniform in Philadelphia last night climbing street poles, like uh, climbing street lamps. I, bananas oh my bad the sixers won tonight so they're one and three 
Mm. Yeah, how dare you, Louis? Um, I am having a lot of fun with playoff baseball, watching Bryce Harper play meaningful baseball. Dude, Bryce, also another local guy, Reese Hostians, went to school at Sac State near me. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you got a lot of connections out there. Uh, and he's you, having... I was go. just going to say, I have a question for the two of you, but go well and with, with Hoskins. I was just going to say, and he's having... He had a fantastic uh, few last games to finish off the Padres. He did. So my question to you guys, particularly since it's the, basically the only voice you know, do you miss Joe Buck? Yes. Yes. Meh. Actually, Meh. I I have always been of the mind that he's not that bad. I don't think he's fantastic, but he's not that bad. I'm, but his voice is just over. So it, it's just so intrinsically linked to the final right. out and the last shot and the final pass. Like, I don't know. I, I miss it. I think he does a That's good right. job of not going too hard. Yes. On he is great at letting the moment breathe um, and, and just yeah. letting World Se- the 2013 uh, Red Sox World Series, I think, is a great example of his first time uh, at Fenway in 97 years. Quiet just lets the atmosphere roll. I love it. I agree with Caleb. I don't dislike Joe Buck. I'm fine with him. I definitely few of the Giants World Series. He's called some of those and I. I have great memories of that. I for me, I am always a bit of weirded out when broadcasters get spread out between so many sports. Maybe that's yeah. just me, but I kind of like it when they have a special like you have the icons like Brent Musburger in football or Vin Stoli of baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah, I I think one thing on Joe Buck that. I got a lot of respect for him for doing that. Like uh, I didn't before, but after watching how a couple of how much goes into doing that um, a couple of times at Oregon state, the fact that dude is across the country, multiple sports, hundred different names to learn every single week. It's bananas. Cause what he'll do baseball, he'll do football. He's done PGA, correct? He used to. Yeah. He, uh, yes, or maybe maybe he added that by coming to ESPN this year. I think that was Fox. He used to be Fox, but now he's Monday Night Football. Yeah, he's Monday Night Football now. Oh. That's why I asked the question because he's not doing baseball for the first time since since, since I've since, been alive. Since the dad was yeah. doing baseball, so he's not done baseball this year, which is crazy. He's just getting drunk down in Mexico. Rough life. Um, yes, this golf is a new switch for him. Also, ESPN says they're going to have an quote unquote unbuttoned broadcast of the PGA championship going forward. I don't know what that means. I I don't know how I Nicky feel. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that because golf's almost kind of one of those games where you gotta stay buttoned up. I don't know. I kind of like the idea. I think golf is more fun when it's just people losing their minds over it. I don't know. Well, PGA has to change things up, right? Yeah. They're in a competitive situation. They've got to, they can't do what they've always done. So if that means happy Gilmore's out there, you know, riding around on the horse, then then that's what they're going to have to do. So That's why they that's love all the, uh, 
all the Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau stuff. That's also probably why they love the live golf stuff. It's just new, like it's fun storyline it, for them. It's why the why people love Waste Management Open. It's something different. Yeah, Way chaos. Different. Um, let's head over to kind of general sports. Beavs are bowl eligible. Let's go. Six wins. An ass kicking yeah. over the uh, over the weekend. Colorado Buffs. Ass kicking over Colorado over the weekend. Um, they look real good. The Beavs look real good. Gr- gr- granted, Colorado real bad, but well, they're. I mean, they're six and two. They get the bye week now, so that before they play UW, I don't bye know. Bye week the before line. the hardest game until the Civil War. I like well, to see that. The hardest game. And I don't think I, – I think I might put UW maybe a four, four and a half. That would be about it. I Point favorite. That That's probably all I would say. So I think they're um, – they can run the football. They can play defense. Um, I wish their kicker was a little better. I wish the kicker was a little bit more automatic. We have not for as much as like the punter you joke gets thrown around and like the, the special teams in Corvallis always kind of being really solid. We haven't had a good kicker in yeah. a decade and a half. A really good kicker. Yeah. Another point I want to bring up, this is a game past Oregon State teams. I wouldn't say would lose, but they would make it way more competitive than they needed it to. This is an oh, opponent you need to Colorado. put away. Yes, 100%. this was an opponent. You needed to put away. They put them away early. They never let them back in the game. That's how you need to handle it. Yep. That's actually maybe the best outlook on it. And it's something I hadn't really even thought about. Um, because 100%, like, even the teams, like, the 20, trying to think, like, what was the end of Mike Riley, 2013? It was my freshman year. So, yeah, I think so. No, it would have been my sophomore year. Yeah, so, like, even those those, like, 2010 2011 like really solid mike riley teams would have this would have been a classic like oregon state fucked up and won by two points game a pac-12 after dark game uh it it made it boring yeah it was it was really a boring game to watch um which i guess is good Mm -hmm. outside that general kind of football how was the week in the nfl i didn't i didn't watch a single game i watched my fantasy score um and and sadly not not do do better than you know I had been doing, but not get the win. Um, Louis had a great uh, week, huh? Louis had a great week. Yes, my I I, I uh, had a ridiculous week in fantasy. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Guess what? When they're dialed in, they're pretty fucking good at football. Yeah, and really about good that. at fantasy football. So, um, be, as good as they are at regular football, they're probably better at fantasy football. Yeah. I mean, they, they nearly beat Ross's entire team, my two guys. Um, and that's, you know, they had what I'm not good at math, but that's like 70 something points combined. So yeah, they were really good. You had yourself Um, a week. Had myself a week. So I'm told, and, and the best part about it is I'm going to say it. I did this with my, I have five Eagles players on my roster and they all have so they had the buy so you know Jalen Hurts has been my most consistent quarterback all year so he's been really good for them 
for me and actually the undefeated Eagles too. So that's something you thought you were going to say at the beginning of the season, the undefeated Eagles, uh, or that he was your most consistent quarterback. Um, actually I had him last year. He was pretty consistent because he gets yards by running the ball. That's fair. And he's smart about, uh, turnovers. So, um, so, so I did expect him to be pretty good. I, I just didn't expect Burrow to give me 39 points, you know, the last two weeks each. I'm in four leagues. I went one and three this week. Tough. My Bucks lost to the Panthers. Very tough. Didn't just sure. really lose. They just kind of got, I mean, that was, that was just an, they didn't really get embarrassed, but it was an embarrassing performance. They, it's like, it's like they didn't even try. Yeah, it's, it's they're like in a weird. It sucks that the defense. I mean, did they? Bad. They didn't even score in the first half, right? I saw I that. Was, I saw they didn't that score until late third. I don't think we scored a touchdown. I think we just got a field goal on the day. I think it was like twenty-one to three. We lost. Like for an offense with Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio, oh, Julio didn't play. Russell Gage, Leonard Fournette. That's you could have stopped that after the first name. That's unacceptable. <laughs> Well, and, and, and you got run by Carolina after Carolina traded away Christian McCaffrey. Yep. They traded him away for four draft picks, and then they got run over by Chubba Hubbard, who, yep. who uh, remember when he came to Corvallis a couple of years ago with Oklahoma okay, State. OK State. Oh, fuck. I forgot. And, um, and who's the other guy? Devontae? Deonta Foreman? Freeman. Deonta Foreman from Texas. So you get, they got rolled. Um, I don't know. Tampa, Tampa's lucky that they're uh, in the shit division they are. They still yeah. have a chance to make the playoffs. The the this interesting part for me is that the Packers are now on a three game losing streak, and are three and a half games behind the Vikings right now for first in the NFC North. They're tied with the Bears at three and four apiece, um, and and uh, they look hopeless. They got beat by the Commanders last yeah. This- yeah. That was a genuinely bad loss. Um, the best division in football is the NFC East. Um, the Eagles are undefeated. The Giants have lost once, and the Cowboys have only lost twice. Um, and they got, they got Dak back this week, and their defense is crazy. They they turned over the Lions five times this weekend. Um, I'm, I'm going to go out there and say it. Micah Parsons is the best defensive player in the NFL right now. There's a lot of people out on that limb with you, Ross. Yeah. And between um, him and Aaron Donald. Yeah. And then um, the the 49ers, I think the 49ers were, I think they paid a lot to get McCaffrey, but he's going, if if you can get him, Kittle, and Debo going at the same time, the offensive oh, line's gosh. going to the they're going to be nasty down that, the stretch. That Niners team is better than what we saw against the Chiefs. It's just the Chiefs are one of the best in the NFL. The Niners have like 11 guys hurt on defense. Yeah. So if they can start coming back. And so Talanoa came back and he got an interception of Mahomes yesterday. They'll, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. But, um, and it helps that their division is shit too. Yeah. Well, except they're still, they're still a game behind the Seahawks. Seahawks are in front with Geno Smith. So which is crazy. And their offense is actually better with Geno. Mm-hmm. It's the NFC is still pretty interesting because I, I don't know if the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Vikings are the the um real deal. You know, three of the top five teams, but right now they're three of the top five teams in the NFC with the Cowboys and the Eagles. 
this very much has been a strange start to the season of we got some teams really overperforming and then we have some teams that we thought were going to be way better are way worse. Well, and Green Bay doesn't get better because they roll into Buffalo this weekend. There's a, long, there's a long joke, COVID joke there with Aaron Rodgers somewhere, but I'm a little too tired to make it. I just there's wanted a lot on the of record co- that I thought of it. There's a lot of Aaron Rodgers COVID jokes. There is. How do you feel about Tampa and Baltimore this this Thursday, Ross? Dude, like with how our team's playing, I'm not excited for that at all. This the, the, the team has like no spirit right now. Normally it's and it's like it's Tom. And he Tom, and it's not like we're talking like a Brett Favre in with the New York Jets and the Vikings, you know, on his downhill. Tom can still play. So part of me wants to believe, okay, at some point we're gonna get going again. But right now. It's tough, and we're about to go take on the Ravens. I don't know. I don't like it. I'm I'm not hoping I'm not hoping for good things. Or I'm not expecting good things, I should say. Tom's a broken man, man. Giselle's turned it over, you know, like it's over. His 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 marriage is over. He's a lost man. He doesn't know what he's gonna do. He shows up at Bob Kraft's uh, wedding on a Friday night, you know, instead of uh being ready for the, the walk around the next day. And then yeah. Yep. Gronk got it right, man. Gronk Wrong. just Gronk just pieced out into a life of partying with his sports with his uh, model girlfriend. Brady uh, Brady fumbled the bag on that one a bit. Oh my god! I watched Gronk. I think it was not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before he was on the the Fox pregame show with the with Terry and Strahan, and he was awful. No one should put a microphone in front of that fucking That's guy. not super surprising. No, he's just stupid. <laughs> I mean, yeah. For a second, I kind of thought he was going to go the John Cena route and like start doing kids' movies to get into acting. And I just don't even – I really don't think he's going to. I think he's just going to party until he passes away and – not That's all he's got. I think that's all – I think that's yeah. – WWE. And, and I respect it. Hey, live live that life. Yeah. Um. Ross, not super excited about the Buccaneers. Something you might be a little more excited about. You've got an American F1 driver. Yes, Lo- Williams Racing announced this week that Logan Sargent, currently racing in IndyCar, will be racing for Williams as their number two seat, racing alongside Alex Albon, uh, making him the first American to race in formula one since 2015 um this is an interesting deal though because it's contingent on logan Sargent having enough points on its on his super license a super license is essentially kind of a worldwide point system where you basically rack up points by driving well storing high enough places at the end of the season in whatever sport you race in and by earning enough points you become eligible to race in higher up leagues Gotcha. So Logan Sargent was actually in talks to sign with Alpha Tauri, a Red Bull feeder team earlier this year. That fell through because he didn't have the points and Formula One wouldn't grant it. Well, now he has it set up. He has two or three races left in IndyCar where he can go and get those points. And if he finishes with enough points, then he'll get that Williams seat. So it, it's kind of interesting how it all. It's kind of a cool little storyline. Yeah. It, and it's interesting how like it's kind of contingent. Yeah. Um, I I mean, obviously, excited to have an American in Formula One. 
two bits I need to think about this with one Williams is the worst team on the track this year. And they're probably going to be the worst team again next year. It's not a good car. They'll have some good performances here and there with his Alex Albon's a really good driver, but um, heading into next season ESPN is going to hype them up like crazy, but that car sucks. And then uh, damn it. I totally forgot my second point right there. Oh, I remember it. I got it now. This for me is much more of a marketing ploy with drive to survive becoming a big deal in the United States. They just added a third United States grand prix with Austin, Texas, Miami, Florida. And now they're adding Las Vegas in 2023. There has been a huge surge in formula one in the U S I think this is a bit more of a marketing ploy to tap into that U S market. And F one has a history of being a sport that will sacrifice competitiveness to get the drama and get the eyeballs on the sport. Try to so be I the first team into the, into the American market big time. That makes sense. It, exactly. Because their Formula One and Formula Racing, I think I've broken it down here before, it operates kind of similarly to minor league baseball. They have mm. feeder leagues, Formula One, Formula Two, Formula Three, Formula E, which is electric racing, electric vehicle racing. Um, there are some really talented drivers you're laughing at that, Jake. <laughs> no, it just reminded me. Did you guys ever um, see the Jeff Dunham clip where he's having one of the old guy puppet? I didn't watch a lot of Jeff Dunham, but I watched, you know, had that phase in middle school. Um, <laughs> he's, he's got the old guy puppet. I don't know the puppet's name, but <laughs> he's talking about how he just got a Prius and the old guy puppet doesn't like it. <laughs> and he's, I vaguely remember this. The puppet looks at him and goes, every time you drive by, the only thing I can hear is, ah, I'm gay. (laughs) And as soon as, as soon as you, as soon as you, as soon as you said erasing that, that clip popped into my brain. I'm sorry. I had to laugh. I couldn't hold it back. Electric vehicle racing. Yes. Um, Yeah. There's a lot of really talented drivers and nothing against Logan Sargent. He's also a talented driver. He's legit. I think there's some more supreme talent. So it's jumping up a couple leagues. Up. I think he, it's kind of like he's getting the fast track to the big leagues. It'll be gotcha. cool though, because Williams is a Mercedes feeder team. So even in the sport of F1, you have 10 teams. You'll have some of the big teams that will have a few of the less competitive teams that they'll use as like a starting spot for some of their young talent. Oh, so cool. um, Williams is a Mercedes feeder team and Mercedes were well aware a historic team up until yeah, this year, winning eight constructor championships in a row, all that jazz and Lewis winning six championships with them too. Um, also in ESPN news, I, you mentioned it a little bit, but sticking on uh, F1 sticking on ESPN through 2025. That's kind a huge a, win. Kind of a big deal. The yeah, big deal. Their rights were up after this season and some of the, uh, Talks were looking at maybe them going to like NBC, CBS, maybe going to some streaming stuff. Some of these, though, would be contingent and have stipulations to what races could or couldn't be picked up. So there's a legit chance some of the races wouldn't be able to be streamed by a large majority of people, Mm -hmm. or some of the races wouldn't be able to be picked up. Formula One staying with ESPN also means that they'll be on NBC from time to time as well. So this like... This past weekend for, uh, oh, not not a NBC, I'm sorry, ABC. 
So like this past weekend, God, in, that makes more sense. This past weekend in Austin, Texas, the race was on ABC prime time. So this is a very good deal for Formula One. Yeah, or, or it's very good for fans. Of Formula One. Uh, moving off of the sports here, my biggest news of the week. A lot of uh, the internet's biggest people my age on the internet's biggest news of the week. Rick Riordan is returning to the original trio, another Percy Jackson book in the Percy Jackson and the Olympians line um, of the original trilogy, a sixth book of the original trilogy with the original trio, um, all from Percy's perspective and kind of really funny, the original trio of Percy, Annabeth and Grover finding gods that will write them letters of recommendation to get into college, um, which I thought was uh, very entertaining. I think it's, the total is 11 years after the release of, or 10 years after the release of the last book of the original series. Um, this book's coming out, and I am very excited. We know it's not going to be like a huge, like, world-shifting thing, because it's in between some of the other series uh, that are already out, and they're not going to go back and retcon stuff as the show's coming out. But I can't wait. Um Louis, I'm assuming you did not get into Percy Jackson. Your kids were around the right age to, well, Vince to read kind of all hit of that. Them. Yeah, I was going to say, Vince, every bit Vince was kind of but... right in the perfect age for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the kind of stuff that there's no way. Like, once he once he got through Harry Potter with me, we read those together. He was off and running, and, and I could never read with him. He was he reads too damn fast for me, so. <laughs> gotcha. And consumes uh, it, so. Waiting, waiting 23 hours for dad to, to read with him the next night would have it just was not sustainable. No, you hit a certain point uh, as you're reading where it's just like, no, nah, I, I just have to finish this tonight. I'm sorry, Pops. I, we'll talk about it when you finish it. I, I got this, Dad. I'm doing this. So, um, Ross, were you into Percy Jackson? I think we've talked about this before and you said no, right? I was not. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm excited for, I'm really excited for the show to get people that didn't catch it first time around um, and are a little bit older now kind of into it because I think it's, you know, it is a YA book series and it's like a very much a middle grade to YA book series. Um, I love it, but it definitely is. Uh, get some people into the world because I think the story is awesome. Even if, uh, even if you don't want to go back and, and read some middle grade um, fiction. The other uh, kind of bit of fantasy news um, in this miscellaneous category, House of the Dragon season two starts filming early 2023. Um, we have it confirmed that it is going to be Dance of the Dragons, the Civil War, a um, couple hundred years before the events of Game of Thrones that kind of sets up the political situation or starts to set up the political situation in Game of Thrones. I can't Let's wait go. for this. And we talked about this last week, but we're going to be going to Winterfell. Yes. And then we'll... Craig the and Stark house. is going to be in it. We'll get the Dance of the Dragons. Yes. Um, I, I think I saw that Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in playing Anthony Stark. Is that right? <laughs> Ross got tricked big I, time. I, I got bamboozled. You got absolutely bamboozled by a fake Twitter account. And I loved it. I got really excited when you sent it for a half second until I realized what it was. That, that would have been like, all that would have been all time though. It was a good 
that was a great like joke tweet because it's something that they absolutely would do if they could. Mm-hmm. And in, and it made total sense for fandom nerds. Hundred percent. What do you um, do if you're Robert, if you're RDJ now? Like, like you've done, you've done Tony Stark. There's nothing. There's no reason to go back and do that. Yep. What do you do? Like, I mean, he he doesn't have to do anything money wise, but yeah, I was gonna say, I feel like there's like there's three options. He either becomes just like big ticket in every movie, whatever kind of actor. Mm-hmm. He fades off and just kind of rides into the sunset on the MCU hype and shows up at Comic-Con every year to kind of roll around in it. Or he goes like full on passion project, like weirdo indie film. And I really hope it's the third one. He also, I don't know where the status of it is. He tried starting up some nonprofit to use technology to help with environmental pushes for sustainable energy so essentially he's trying to become real life tony stark. i was gonna say option four i guess is that he becomes real life tony stark <laughs> he actually becomes tony stark i could see him going for the I mean, he's he's oscar nominated but not oscar win yeah so i'd like to see him. you know he could he could just decide i'm gonna go on egot myself you know um i don't know if he ever got an emmy when he was on uh ally mcbeal or whatever he could fuck around and get an EGOT. I'm sure he could pull out the pipes. Yeah. Oh, he's a tremendous actor. That's that's the thing. He was his Charlie Chaplin's phenomenal. If you've never seen it, I have um, not. I need to. Yeah, he was great. He was great. But um, sorry. underrated. I think he was an awesome Sherlock Holmes. Oh, he was a really good Sherlock Holmes. I would like to see RDJ if I could pick anything for him to go back to. I'm I'm good on Tony. You know, great arc, great character. We got enough. I would love to see him go back to Sherlock Holmes. I think he's still, I think there's still more in the tank there with Holmes. Have yeah. RDJ do like a dark Sherlock, like a gritty Sherlock Holmes. That'd be fun. Or the next Tarantino movie. Yeah. That's one way to get his, uh, get his Oscar. Change it up. Yeah. Get the uh, Christoph Waltz part. Yeah. Um, kind of some bad news we talked about it a little bit about gotham knights last week um that it was about to come out ross it does not look like the quad what, what's a, a three is a trio is it just quattro that's boring quadrilogy where no that would be a that would be a four <laughs> that was good um louis that was good anyway can't think of what it's called anyway the gotham knights reviews coming in not good actually bad no it sucks that game coming off of because the last batman game we had from these guys was batman arkham knight i still stand by that was a great game the entire batman arkham trilogy was fantastic i don't know i don't think this is a part of the story universe there but it's it's tough it is, and I, I wanted it to be good. I really wanted it to be good. It is interesting. I think they went away from the combat system, um, which I don't love the idea of. I guess it's one of kind of the shining parts of the game. So apparently, it worked out all right. But I do kind of love the the really basic rock steady square punch, triangle, big punch, circle counter combat system. Yeah. I think it, it's just fun. It yeah, it was the simplicity of the Arkham trilogy's combat that made it so stinking fun. 100%. The 
the first of our two uh, bits of trailer news this week, Creed 3 trailer dropped um, kind of out of nowhere. I wasn't really expecting it. I was very happy to see it, though, and really kind of excited for this new uh, direction for Creed. I mean, we had kind of nowhere left to go in where they were running, um, so spin it on its head. They're kind of fast forwarding, it looks like. Yeah. Like, like he's been champ for a minute and then maybe even steps away. That's kind of what it seems. It looks like he's taken sort of like a Dana White kind of around boxing place in boxing where it is. Well, and his daughter, his daughter is like all of a sudden like six years old or something. But of course, that's the same thing with the the Rocky series. You know, Rocky goes away to to Russia his kid is like eight. He comes back from Russia at the end of Rocky five and his kid is 14. 14. Yeah. Um, but so we'll see, we'll see what happens, but Oh my God, they look huge. They oh are so incredibly yoked in that. Massive. Oh Absolutely massive. Uh, I really hope these, I hope the Creed movies stick good and don't kind of run through I, I don't dislike any of the rocky movies but there's a bit of a run there where they weren't as as awesome i hope they get out before uh, i hope michael b jordan gets out before he lets that happens well he's directing this one this is his directorial debut but i'm sure coogler has i don't know if he wrote it but he has to have been involved with the the development of the storyline and everything so i would imagine yeah um our other and, and i think we said last week in coogler we trust so absolutely uh, man touches things and turns it to gold ant-man and the wasp quantum mania also dropped a trailer this week today uh today and i had no idea i don't i don't think anyone has really any idea they didn't give a ton away in terms of actual like what happens in the movie we saw a, a lot of the players in the movie mm -hmm. it, it better have michael cool. pena though it better have michael pena of course has, has to Michael Pena has, has to be in this to. movie. Um, Catherine Newton now playing Scott's uh, daughter, Cassie, mm -hmm. and puts on the suit in the later parts of this trailer. Uh, we also get Kang the Conqueror. Mm -hmm. We do yep. not get Modoc at all, but is has said that he is in this movie, so we don't get him in this trailer. And that's kind of all we got. Is right? Patton Oswalt going to be Modoc in this? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's that's brilliant because I'm pretty sure they said he was. He was awesome on that Hulu show. He was. That Hulu show was so good. Yeah, I can't believe they canceled it. Well, I can because the world sucks a lot of times. But um... yeah, I, I... well, and, and the thing I thought was interesting watching the trailer was. Uh, a lot more Michelle Pfeiffer and Michael Douglas than I was expecting. Yeah. You know, so you, so and maybe, maybe, they're, maybe they're dead in the first 45 or so, you know, maybe they're first act and dead. That could be the case, but I was definitely surprised to see them. That I was expecting much more of a, of a trio and we got more of a group of five heading into the quantum mm -hmm. verse here or six. Bad yeah. accounting. I'm excited we actually got the first look at the blue Ant-Man the Wasp. Uh, a blue Ant-Man the Wasp. Blue Kang. Like, comic correct. Yes, Kang. wearing um, comic accurate uh, 
I mask and everything. I, I sent you guys some leaks that came out of I think it was D23 or Comic-Con. I think I sent it to you and Alec, Caleb. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. The only actually I don't I, I, I'm not gonna say it on the show. I don't want to just in trouble. Yeah, um, I was gonna say. Um I I've heard some things about the leaks, but I'm not even hundred percent sure if those are right. It looks entertaining. It looks like Ant-Man, and I'm always excited for more Ant-Man. So, I mean, this is the internet, so you know it's true. Is Bill Murray Modoc? Oh, is that who he was supposed to be? Bill Murray's in the trailer. He's yeah, in the trailer. I, I thought that was going to be the first reaction we got out of, out of Louie. Well, you know I love me some Bill Murray, but... Yeah. But, yeah, I... But I, I don't know, because is that I... Is who he's supposed to be? It's it, it's nothing so far that I can see, but it, and I've looked at it ah. for three to seven seconds. So, um. interesting. I had seen on the IGN that they had said that we don't see Modoc. So I'm I was running off of that. I hadn't thought that Bill Murray's character in this could have been Modoc, though. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I mean, and it's not that far away. It's only February. Yeah, it's coming up fast. Uh, Jonathan Majors. It's the year of Jonathan Majors because he'll have that in in February and he'll have Creed three in in March. So yeah, that's big. And then Loki uh, Loki season two should be coming out next summer, I would imagine. Um, yeah, I would think so. Right. Keep yeah, on. And I'm assuming he's got to be in that. Has mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, you would think they would stick on the same because it's just the Marvel shows for next year are. Loki season two. Did they say if we were getting another like TV season of Captain America now and, and Bucky going around? No, or are they no, just no. moving that onto uh, just movies? I think it's just, well, yeah. it's not Falcon anymore. Yeah. That's why I was. So, uh, my, yeah, my understanding is like it's, it's movies now. He's Cap. Okay. Another bit of uh, reviews for out of the DC universe coming in not so great. Black Adam reviews coming in not very good, sitting around 40% on both Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. High audience scores on both, I will say, um, but not great from the critics on Black Adam, which I wasn't, yeah, not, not super surprised about and also don't really care about. Give me the yeah. last truly great The Rock review. Um, Jumanji? Jumanji. Okay, okay. Probably. Ball. I liked Jungle Cruise. I want it on the record. I thought that was a fun movie. I never saw it. Yeah, it was a good time. It was it was fine to pop on Disney Plus on a Saturday morning. It was sure. also another one of those just rock movies that he wasn't really playing a character. It was just Dwayne in the He's- Jungle. It, that, that's kind of a running thing. The Rock doesn't play characters; he plays himself. Yeah, Emily and a lot Blunt of the times really, they're in the jungle. Emily Blunt was super charming in it. Yes, she was. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't even know if I'm going to go see this movie. I was texting Ross when I realized that it came out this week. Um, I think I texted you on what, like Wednesday or Thursday last week. I was like, "Did you did you know Black Adam comes out in a day?" Uh, yes, I I told Caleb I you thought told, it already came yeah, out. Yeah, you thought it had already come out. I thought it was in like December. 
another problem out of DC. People um, that are as tuned into the internet as we are should probably know when your big temple movie's coming out. Yeah, but also DC hasn't earned that. No. So, uh, but on the Marvel thing, it looks like on TV they've got Loki for mid mid twenty twenty three. Okay. For season two, um, be- the earliest the beginning shows that we'll get from them it looks like is what if season two which i saw that dr strange and wanda are going to be in some form and in, in they're teamed up together Ooh. um and then secret invasion is going to be early 2023 gotcha uh that's the nick um fury like centric show yes right that's what i thought right. cool yeah because cool. armor wars got kicked down the road and, and, and that... turned into a movie mm-hmm um, we, I think our next Marvel or MCU thing is going to be Guardians of the Galaxy or um, Christmas special. Mm. The best. Like that, that's our next MCU thing. On Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. So, yeah. Switching over okay. to the other side of Disney Plus, or at least the other side that I watch consistently. Um, mm-hmm. David Lindelof's, we got Star Wars movie news, which let's go. Few and far between. Um, David Lindelof's Star Wars movie is a go. Shereem Obed, I'm going to mispronounce your name. I'm sorry. Shereem Obed Shinoy, um, who most recently you would know from directing a couple episodes of Ms. Marvel, attached to direct. Dave Filoni is rumored to be in the writer's room for this. It is entirely a mystery, intentionally a mystery. They are not announcing who the lead writer for this script is. Um they're playing it very close to the chest. The only bit that we know is that it is post Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Which could be like the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, or, or however long. It could you be know, a thousand, thousand years in the future. A thousand years later. So, um, Lucasfilm really doesn't want to get burned again on the movie front, huh? Yeah. They're getting really timid. Oh, yeah. Well, if not Dave Filoni, then if not Filoni and Favreau, the next person I want working on something for them is now Tony Gilroy in terms of world setting and world creation. Um, Tony Gilroy. Bryce Dallas Howard's up there right now for me, too, in Star Wars. And that's Mm -hmm. getting close to the end of the list. (laughs) It's a short list. I would like to see what Robert Rodriguez would do if given autonomy rather than coming into direct. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, and he, Ryan Johnson. I still want Ryan Johnson's trilogy. I want that on the record. It's not happening. I know, but I want it. Yep, he's just going to take that Netflix bag for the next couple of knives outs and call it good. So, I mean, do your thing. Those are pretty damn good. Give Ryan well, Johnson. And, and, well, absolutely, knives out was phenomenal, and he doesn't have people in his business. He doesn't have to deal with Kathleen Kennedy. And and he doesn't have to deal with the the nerds in the basement. Yeah, so. nobody hates Star Wars like Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. So um, I'm really excited for this movie. I know Lindelof is attached to a lot of things that don't have great endings, and Star Wars doesn't have a great track history right now of ending things incredibly on the movie front. Um, but fun. that being said, David Lindelof also has a history of making really really fucking cool shit between Lost and The Leftovers. 
Um, I think he's just a really interesting filmmaker and can hopefully take Star Wars in a really interesting direction and keep on this trend of that Andor is kind of continuing of um, branching out in genre and, and changing Star Wars up a bit, uh, I think would be cool. Ross, you said you're up through week, uh, six episodes of Andor. How are you feeling? Did you enjoy the, can we say it? Can we talk about the, the second arc? Can we say the word? I'm, I'm making sure I'm through the right episode. I think it's six I'm through. There's only the, are we on seven or six? Or seven, so seven's eight, this Wednesday? Come, eight comes out this week. No, eight's this Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Seven was the first post heist episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, post heist? I have, I'm just getting to the heist. So I may have be on episode five. No, no, I'm just finished episode five. I got to six. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Six is dope. Okay. Yep. Really, I mean, every episode of that show has been really, really good, but six is very cool. I'm really enjoying it. I, I, I talked about this with on the pod. I like how I just didn't care about this show leading up to it. It's very interesting. I guess part of it's I talked so much shit on it that it can only exceed my expectations. I, I'm getting so much vindication out of out of Andor right now. I was the only one. You were. The only oh. one banging the drum. It, it, it well, it doesn't. It's interesting because he, you know, it is a, a returning character, and it's an origin story. But it was kind of like an apathy. Well, do we really know or need to care? But it's the the Tony Yoroi factor and the way that they're created this world. It lets you see actual non uh, force using individuals having to get through stuff. So. That- that's why I was so excited about it. And that's why I'm loving it so much is that, and it's the same, you know, along the same lines of how I keep saying on this podcast that I just want, like, give me a movie about some bounty hunter at the edge of hut space. Mm-hmm. Give me Caleb, you whatever you want. You have said it before, Caleb, and you hit the nail on the head. Star Wars works best when it's operating like a space Western. Yes. Yeah. Oh when my it's God! A space How, Western, the, and when it's a samurai movie, the things it was founded on. That that's, and Cad that's, Bane is having its his duel. What was better than Cad Bane last year? Yeah, exactly. And then what was better than than in the same breath with Mando that uh, the episode, um, the Ahsoka episode, the first Ahsoka episode, where when it's Mando on screen, it's Western, and we get a lot of the low shots, and we get a lot of the hand on the gun, and mm-hmm. then when. Ahsoka's on the screen. It's a samurai movie, and we get the back and forth, and we get. Mm-hmm. Ah, it was so good. It was both of those like really tropey but awesomely tropey moments in the same episode. I, I just absolutely loved it. I need more out of that. I need more of that out of Star Wars. Mm-hmm. All right, well, you guys ready to hop to this draft? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. We didn't mention it off the rip, uh, saving the surprise a little bit here. We are drafting. Our top five 21st century comedy movies. Very open, broad there, released in the 21st century comedy. Lots of different directions. Probably a couple that are going to be really contested. And then I think some weird ones probably down the line. Mm-hmm. I am entering the randomizer now. We are going Louis, Ross, and then myself. Ooh, Ross okay. with the dreaded middle pick this week. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Okay, 21st century comedies. Lots of different ways you can go with his opening pick. There's a lot of ways. I don't think go. first round's going to be contentious. I think like second and third are going to be fighting. All right. I'm going I'm going with the one I've seen probably the most. My good boys, my good old boys, Dale and Brendan. Fuck. Brendan and Dale. Brendan and nice. Dale. <laughs> it's, it's already off to a rough start, man. <laughs> uh, I gotta go stepbrothers. It is here's I, the thing. I think I have a I think I have an edge up in this draft because I'm not gonna be fighting over Will Ferrell movies. That's true. That's probably to your advantage, but yeah, that's probably to your advantage. But I, I couldn't not take him. So it's the only it's the only one that I would have fought over. That's I cool. love that movie. It has to be almost has to be the first overall pick. Yeah. I would I would I think that's pretty fair. I think there's it, maybe two. I think there's maybe two others that I think could be could have had that honor. And I'm assuming they're both going off here pretty soon. I mean, I, if you I, have I, a samurai sword and you see Randy Jackson from American Idol, you're not going <laughs> to I'm. I'm between two movies right now, and I'm Caleb's going to take one of them. So I'm just going to go for the one I think Caleb will absolutely take. I'm going to take super bad. Mm, that would have been it. That was my pick. Um. Okay, then I mean I have to I have to take the other one. I have to take the other massive tent pole here and take the Hangover. Yeah. I, I think I do. Um to round out the first round of the draft here okay and then i think i'm going a little bit further back i'm taking napoleon dynamite with my oh. round two pick number one i, I like it i absolutely love that movie i think that the vibe of it is just so fun and it holds up so well out of a lot of the movies that I think are going to get picked here. I think Napoleon dynamite is one of the ones that holds up incredibly well. No, I mean, vote for Pedro t-shirt is immortalized. I mean, still an all time Halloween outfit every yeah. single year. Yeah. That's a and great pick. Would you like to know my one, one uh, sentence review of that film? Least likable protagonist in film. Hundred percent. Yep. Hundred percent. I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I um. I, uh. I, I still think one of my favorite things of that movie. Oh god, there's a few. Do you know you fat lard? Come you know you some fat... dinner. <laughs> so good. That and the one I'm repeating all the time now is: Do the chickens have large talons? Want to see me throw this football over that mountain? <laughs> Uncle Rico. <laughs> Uncle Rico, the goat, man. Uh, um, all right. I'm thrilled because my pick made it back to me. Okay. So I thought there... I was assuming Hangover was going to be the one that you were, uh, that we were fighting. No. Over there. I, I do think you're going to be jealous of this one. Shaun of the Dead. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't see it going in round two. I thought that was going to be like a sneaker pick. That's interesting. Number two yeah. pick out of you, Shaun of the Dead. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm not risking it. I love it. 
Um, all right, Louie, back to backsies here. All right, all right. So, ooh, that's right. I got to think about this. Oh, oh. I feel like I need some Vince Vaughn representation. Mm. Oh. Um, we could have done an entire know, other with... one of these on comedy movie actors, like actors huh? that you think oh, of a comedy easy. movie first. So, so for Vince Vaughn, God, do I go with Beanie and Old School? Or do I go with Wedding Crashers? Where do you go, Dodgeball? No, yeah. Dodgeball. No, that's that's a clear number three for me. So okay. Um so many options with Vince Vaughn. I, I literally I, I pull up his IMDB, I'm just scrolling through it. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm but I think I think I'm just gonna have to stick with old school. I'm gonna just go with old yeah. school. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna regret that. That's not a bad decision in any way, no. shape, or Damn it, I was thinking about old school. Cannot regret that. Dude, that is too pitch Louis a snipe for me. (laughs) Um, But then I obviously I'm not going to double down and and go, you know. Of course. Although, although, as he would, he did say when he was Trent, you always double down. You always double down. (laughs) Yeah. True. But that was the different decade. So that doesn't count. So I want to kind of play with this one here. Superbad hurts because I really like Superbad. I fucking love that movie. Wanting that one to come back around. Um, but I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go with Borat. No. Oh. All right. Okay. I'm gonna go with Borat to because you can't tell me that there's not there are funnier scenes than him fighting naked um, in the hotel with uh it's just so good. I didn't. Lo- I, it was the second one was fine. That fr- the first Borat movie is just fucking peak comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's pretty funny if you're uh, Mayor Giuliani, but you know. <laughs> Fair. I'm okay. I got three movies that I really want, and I'm not sure how to attack them because I don't know. Like right now, Caleb, you're my big obstacle. Okay. I think I'm going to have to take this safe choice and I'm going to go 40 year old virgin right now. Mm. Mm. You wouldn't have had a problem for me. I want to know ah, on the record. Damn it. Great pick though. <laughs> We're all going to like our list. We can end up, oh. we can go seven or eight deep before we start to go feel, not feel great about choices. So oh, easily. All right. Back to backsies for me. Um, See, now I'm at the point where I don't know if I go for, like, the win or if I just go go in my true heart. I feel like I, I, I always go for my true heart. I'm going to stick with it. I, I'm going number three pick. I'm really scared, Caleb's going to take mine. I'm going to take Ted. Oh, okay. I, I like that. The original Ted movie. Marky Mark in a in a rare enjoyable moment. Just Ted. a just a really fun loving movie. I love I still the the Thunder Buddy song every time. <laughs> That's every a really single good time. Choice. I like that one. Every single time it starts thundering, I start screaming "Fuck you, Thunder!" <laughs> Great choice. Um, 
fourth pick, I'm going with This Is The End. Oh, okay. Getting all of the actors all in one, um, plus just a really wildly comedic movie um, off of that had no business being as good as it was. Mm-hmm. You know who's the MVP in that movie? Who? Danny McBride. Ah, uh, yeah. Danny McBride. That movie. That movie's good. It's going along great, but when McBride shows up and steal and absolutely steals makes it. them this great breakfast, <laughs> absolutely steals it. Mm. Um, he's he 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 changes that movie when, and then he's when he starts using uh, uh Franco's porno mag. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, all right, Ross, back to you. I'm I don't know how it made it back to me, so let's do it right now. I'm going actually, and I use your verdicts right here. All right, I'm going slightly easier, so we've been going pretty hard ours, and it's actually a holiday comedy. Ooh. Buddy the elf. elf. Nice. I'm taking Elf. I got to get my Will Ferrell movie. That's fair. I mean, the crazy part about it is, is you had your choices right now. Because mm-hmm. you have, there's Anchorman, Anchorman and Ricky uh, Bobby. Ricky. Oh, yeah. Nice, yeah. So. I, and I love both of those movies. But I just wanted to branch out a little bit. That's fair. That's fair. It is the first non-rated r movie on this whole list <laughs> which yeah, is kind of funny i got to that's cool to that's cool because i'm going back to bridesmaids so um nice i'm shitting in the street nice oh it's um, such a good movie yeah i'm just and, i mean all we're doing right now is making this this is gonna end up being my Christmas break watch list. I'm just gonna need after I get done with my comps exams, just to watch every single one of these movies and forget about um everything else. All right, I think I'm gonna make my last pick because this is this is it for me. This, this is it. Last, this is your last pick. pick. We'll have honorable right. mentions. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. All right. This is my last one. I'm gonna switch it up with one that they they had the most recent one that came out this year. No, don't. Extreme, extremely strong time, but I'm going with Jackass. Yeah. God damn it. That was my pick. I was taking that if it landed all the way to me. I thought that was going to be a perfect last pick if it landed I, there. I thought that was going to be me too. I mean, what can you? What else can you say about Jackass? Oh, that, it's. That hasn't already been said. It's amazing. Or shown. Or shown. Or shoved up their asses. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, it's all right. I can pivot, and I got a good one of finishing up. Dumb and Dumber. Ooh, no, no. Dumb and Dumber is ninety three. What? Not eligible. So unless you're picking like one of the shit ones. That's fair. Yeah, hundred percent. It is. Hmm. That. That's tough. Uh, that did that. That threw me a real curveball. I'm trying to. I'm trying to pivot right now. There is no Fairly Brothers movie worthy of the mention. In 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 this century, Caleb, they, which is sad. Uh, I'm giving you time to stall, Ross. But while you go over your list, but they the Farrelly brothers oh. came out with no better three start three movie start than any movies in, in my opinion. They come at us first with Dumb and Dumber, then they come out with the greatest bowling movie ever, Kingpin, King followed up by something about Mary. I mean, um, yeah, that that's an incredible run. Wait, 
what am I doing? Wedding crashers. There you go. There you go. That'll do it. Yep. Right. See, I gave you time. You got back to your senses. Thank you. you. I I was Louie. I was rattled. You sniped three picks for me in this draft, dude. Bridesmaids. No jackass stepbrothers. And then what was your third pick? Borat. No, uh, fourth pick. (laughs) Old school. Yep. Old school. Yeah. That was my Todd Phillips pick. I had to have one. Um, okay. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I can't decide on my last pick. I think I'm just going to, I'm just going to roll that. I'm taking Juno sticking with the vibe Mm. that, uh, that Napoleon dynamite started in this list. I'm taking Juno. Um, just all around amazing movie. I think, uh, Elliot page, Michael, Sarah, Rain Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, um, J.K. Simmons rolling around in it also. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a really lovable movie uh, that I watched when I was probably far too young. Jason Bateman, not not so good, not so good, but you know, not great, but you know. Jennifer right. Garner. <laughs> Run through uh, our list here, and then we'll hit some honorable mentions. Louis has got Step Brothers, old school. Borat, Bridesmaids, and Jackass Forever. Ross coming in with Super Bad, Shaun of the Dead, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Elf, and Wedding Crashers, the mm-hmm. owner of the sole uh, non-R-rated movie on the whole list. Look at me go. And then I have got The Hangover, Napoleon Dynamite, Ted, This is the End, and Juno. For, we got for, for some, point, some honorable for point of order, I just want Jackass, not Jackass Forever. Oh, okay. But yeah, I agree with that one. And it just assumed, um, yeah, because it came out most recently. Lou- I guess. Louis, I'm gonna put it out there. That scene of them in the night vision goggles beating the <laughs> shit out of each other oh was my God. it is the hardest I have laughed in a long time. Oh, oh, I those movies, they're all of it is just so incredibly good. Yep. I want to throw out, uh, I, I this was the one I was debating putting on as number five, but I don't think it really fully deserved it because I don't know if comedy is its first real genre. Um, Grand Budapest Hotel, mm. the most comedy movie of the Wes Anderson comedy movies, and he is my favorite director, so I got to get him in there. And I also want to shout out Eighth Grade, um, Bo Burnham's oh. movie from last year. Last year? Two years ago. One of the two. Um, very enjoyable movie, very heartbreaking movie. Uh, and Bo's kind of take on social media and the prevalence of that is really, really cool. Lou, you and Ness or me? I can go. I've got the list here in front of me, and it's it's you know it's long and distinguished. Distinguished. Run it. All right. So uh, obviously, Anchorman. Uh, Legend of Ron Burgundy. Uh, sequel is not bad, but it doesn't belong. Uh, Talladega Nights, uh, Ricky Bobby. Um, Pitch Perfect. Yeah. Pitch <laughs> Perfect. An, I like that's that. That's impressive. It's a lot of play in this home. A lot of play of Pitch Perfect. Um, books that first. That first riff off. Oh, yeah. That first Pitch Perfect riff off, riff off was fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
yeah no i i, I dig on that show and 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 honestly the, the the second one's still pretty fun yeah snoop and and keegan michael key um but book smart you guys have seen yes. that i'm assuming yes um that that that's still her favorite her best movie as a director <laughs> yeah um walk hard dewey cox, dewey cox. nice knocked up mm. mean girls pineapple express that was one i thought about um Ooh, adventureland did you guys ever watch movie? adventureland no i never did oh yeah i've seen it i've seen it. that's good i like that movie a lot but that's not i i did consider from a jesse eisenberg um i thought about putting it on a list um also because as danny mcbride in it is 30 minutes or less Ooh, that would have um, been good uh forgetting sarah marshall good bad santa oh that's the yeah. bad santa is the efron one right billy bob thornton or no efron is bad grandpa never mind bad grandpa yeah yeah oh neighbors though so. neighbors mm. Efron and Rogan together. Mm-hmm. Zombieland or Zoolander. If you want something Z rated, you know. I love I love you, man. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I'm on the Efron train right now. Um, I'm doing a, a rewatch of How I Met Your Mother. So a lot oh. of J- so Jason Siegel's really, really uh oh shit. Harold and Kumar is up is from Oh yeah. Too. Cheech and Chong. Oh. Cheech and Chong of, I don't think they've done not the not in the 21st century. I'm branching too far out now. But Harold and Kumar, that's good shit. Oh, you know what I did? Um, I saw this year for the second time, like last month. Was everybody wants some? And so I good. Really got in. Yeah, spiritual was- successor to. Um, I did not enjoy it the first time I saw it, but it is definitely one I will revisit again and again now. So. It, it um, it's got a weird, it's got a weird pacing problem. Like the hard switch into a rom com in the last thirty minutes is, is weird. And then um, when it just kind of ends, it just ends. Yeah, it, it's not a fantastic like film, but I do really, really enjoy enjoy that movie, and it does have the same vibe that Days and Confused kind of does. I think yeah. I think it was a nice kind of spiritual successor there. And then, and then you find out that it's Glenn Powell, the guy who we get in, in Top Gun Maverick years later. Yeah. He was awesome in that. So, um, Ross, you got a, a couple of honorable mentions for us? I do. And I think I'm going to hit on some ones you guys did not think of. I Hot Tub Time Machine. Okay. Okay. Tro- Tropic Thunder. Okay. 21 Jump Street. Hmm. That's one that probably would have been on my list if I if I had thought about it. I really like that movie. That that's a really good one. Tropic Thunder was one I'm annoyed I missed. Um, Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Yeah. School of Rock. How did any of us miss on this Marvel movie? Deadpool. Interesting. Oh, I, I just kind of went no de- no Marvel or no comics, just because that just com- from that genre being being so dominant. Yeah. But no, I, I don't disagree, but I, I just didn't do them. That, no, no, that's totally fair. Um, 
the other guys with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. That was another really the nice guys. Oh man, oh. I can't believe I missed that movie. Ah, they just put it on Netflix too. What a fucking phenomenal comedy movie. You, you guys the- see Palm Springs with Andy Samberg? No, I haven't. Yeah. That was good. That, that was, was good. That, okay. that can play. I that said the play. nice guys, Ross. I said the other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you saying mm-hmm. that reminded me of, of the nice guys. Oh, both those movies. I got you. Uh, let's see. Horrible Bosses? Never, <laughs> never went for it. No? I don't think so. I might have. Um, oh, uh, can't forget this. Blades of Glory. Like the boy was a... Where are you with Where the Millers? I enjoy that it's movie. It's okay. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. And um, tough Luke. for uh, what's his name though? He can't get he can't get past the vision of him as, as the kid as the kid in that. Will Will Poulter? No. Yeah, Will Poulter. Yeah. T- tough for him getting past that. He's still living that one down. And um, two more. Did you guys watch the Christmas oh. movie? Came out a couple years ago of oh with Seth Rogen yeah it's yes. Seth it's Seth Rogen Joseph Gordon Levitt and Anthony, Anthony Mackie. Mackie yeah I have no idea what it's called I don't know but he's married to Jillian Bell and he gets high yeah he gets super high solid movie I was thinking about I was trying to think of a holiday uh, like Christmas comedy movie since Ross went for Elf that one pops out to me. Well, and I do like Jillian Bell. I think she's <laughs> underrated. She's a very um, what else? Damn, I no, I I got I had three. I forgot one of them. Um, Semi Pro. Mm. Semi Pro is one that I loved a lot. Um, Meet the Fockers. Yeah, and get him to the Greek. So get him to the Greek. I'd rather go with. Uh, for getting Sarah Marshall for doing the uh, Russell Brand character. That's fair. Entirely yeah. fair. Uh, okay. Any last thoughts here? We, we legit could have gone 10 rounds. Oh, like I that. mean, we could for have sure. done a, we could have drafted in an MLB full roster, I think. <laughs> we could have drafted. still had some honorable mentions. Yeah, we could have drafted an NBA lineup. 100%. Um, Okay, uh, this has been Who Asked You, the podcast absolutely nobody asked for, but we will continue to provide. Uh, you can follow the show over on socials at, at Who Asked You, that's the letter U pod. I'm at Lasha Peck. Ross is at rparker209. Alex is at alecm underscore one. Louis is at Louis101. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, same, same time, same place next week. Have a great week, everybody. Later days. Later.